Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You know, fellas, ever since we've been doing this podcast, uh, people always ask me for advice on who they should bet with. Like, I actually know something about college football. Their mistake. Big, big mistake. But that is until now. you got to check out MyBookie.com. You don't tell me what I have to do. Well, I would strongly suggest... You're not the boss of me. (laughs) I would strongly suggest you utilize MyBookie.com. They're your best bet this season. They've been in business for years. They've got great reviews online, and their mobile site's easy to use. Start your account using the promo code M-I-Z. They match it dollar for dollar, do they not, Brennan? Up to $1,000. Go to MyBookie.com and start gambling today. Promo code M-I-Z. Gonna throw it. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. Johnson, and he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. You don't get no better than that, man. Lock deep near side. Jamon Moore. It's a foot race. 82 yards. Touchdown, Missouri. Boy, look at Crockett run. It's his fourth touchdown run of the day. This is the Mazodcast. Howdy, Tiger fans, and welcome to the Mazodcast. I'm your host, Brennan Anthony. Joining me, as always, is the head of the Big Ten officiating crew, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? And Purdue's clock management coach, Caleb Bungard. I'm back, kids. <laughs> what a night we had. What I am intoxicated night. and angry. We haven't recorded a lick, and I've decided this will be our highest-rated show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told you before the game, but I was like, this is the recipe for the best podcast ever. Uh-huh. It's a hot garbage game where people are going to be super angry, <laughs> which makes for fucking hot fire voicemails, and we win. So we, what the Mazan cast gets out of this? I mean, I know Mizzou fans get frustration. What we got out of this is hot fire fucking voicemails. Right. And a win. Yes. So we get to feel a little bit good because we did get the victory, but everybody's pissed. <laughs> Yeah, but it's hot like, fire. Hot fire on the voicemails, Brennan. You forget hot fire. Football game on mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. Before we get into any of this, I will say it is odd to be on this side of a close, frustrating game because this was a classic Mizzou going to tank it, lose game. Yes, I mean, it was. everything looked like things were going down the toilet. Yep. And yet we somehow came away with a win. Mm-hmm. What's interesting to me is that uh, Purdue fans are going to grouse and piss and moan about the overturned touchdown call. Sure. Sure, why wouldn't they? But what they won't say is four enormous missed penalty calls in the first half by a horrible officiating crew, one of which was in such an obvious pass interference call that Nate Brown was literally tackled before the ball arrived. And that would have swung at least 10 points. We would have at least been in field goal range. We were in hot. We, we yeah. could have easily we, scored a touchdown. It turned into a Purdue we touchdown. We should have been up by 40 after the first half mm-hmm. just on officiating. Oh, it was the, – the first half, the offense was absolutely rocking and rolling. 
And the defense obviously was not very good, but the officiating assisted Purdue greatly in that first half. Yeah. When we had the lead, I mean, it was they 20- officiated like I assume I would officiate right now. Yeah, very, very intoxicated. Probably <laughs> not well, not well, great. It was twenty-seven to ten when that happened, and that was a huge swing. And Purdue ended up tying the school. You know, the worst end of a half point. of a game I've ever seen, Ugh. ever in any sport, ever. And a lucky end of the game. Oh I thought Colin was going to throw a chicken wing at the big <laughs> well, screen TV. Me and Caleb were at CJ's having wings, and mm-hmm. I was not happy, sir. Yeah. Well, you probably. I don't mind saying it out loud. I was not happy. <laughs> I, we got. I guess we got to start talking about the defense because sure. we're going up into the heart. <laughs> they of our were schedule. awful. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, they were awful. We found out our secondary is bad. Our well, pass rush that, is really. bad, didn't we? So I don't know what you think about our linebacking core, but two out of three units bad. That I means s- bad defense. I came into Brennan's house like Kramer in an episode of Seinfeld. The door just swung open. I go, everybody's going to blame the secondary, and they've been bad. But we have to put on no pass rush. <laughs> No, there wasn't any. Just and proclaimed that as I came through a doorway. What I noticed was that Purdue had done their homework. Sure. And they were double-teaming Terry Beckner Jr. Yep, every sure fucking were. play. Terry Beckner Jr. And Jr.'s not in a good way that no. we had all hoped for. <laughs> no, not in the kind of thing that he does in the bye weeks. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, he still got his plays in. But because the rest of the line was trash, he, they got oh, to double-team him yeah, and, and sure did. relegate him to yeah, a non-factor. Did we? We have a bunch of undersized DNs and, and D tackles. Not just undersized, but the secondary, so many of those passes, there was not a Mizzou defender no, on screen. No. And, and this Gary is man got figured out, brother. We don't no. have a pass rush. You've got to have a pass you rush. Have yeah. Secondary's going to look like shit. We anyways. made their sort of backup quarterback look like he was Peyton Manning. He nearly put up 600 yards. I said this to both of you at one point or another tonight. Purdue against Drew Locke for most of this game, their goal seemed to be to like rush three down linemen and then fucking drop everybody into coverage. And then yeah. there was no pass rush. And eventually Drew Locke would find somebody open. Right. It's a terrible strategy that. It happens in the NFL, too. Like, there's only one way you're going to disrupt Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or, on the college level, Drew Locke, and that is by getting to the quarterback. And they had decided to drop everyone. And I was like, I hope they do this all game long because Drew Locke will absolutely destroy them. Well, not only did they drop everybody in the coverage, but they gave a big cushion. So yeah. those, like, short passes down the sidelines were always open. And yeah. Drew Locke, for the most part, was hitting those guys. The play calling from Derek Dooley, especially in the second half, it was a little suspect in my eyes. I mean, part of it, I think, had to do with the fact that Emmanuel Hall had a like a pulled groin or strained groin that he yeah. said he tweaked during the game yep, yep, yep. and did come back for that final drive. But And cut like a giant pass. What I got from it, it was that apparently... When Drew Locke bombs out long passes, the only guy he trusts on the team is Emmanuel Hall because we did not try that in the entire time that Hall was out, even though it worked almost every time. Except, I will say this, the very first possession, we ended up with a field goal. Emmanuel Hall dropped a perfectly thrown ball right in his bread basket, let it hit it in his hands, then face, then dropped it. And that (laughs) would have been seven points. Well, I already mentioned the officials fucking us over with a non-pass interference call. Two pass interference calls not made. One face mask call not made. One horse collar call not made. That was a huge impact on the game. I think we were actually playing better in the first half than the score indicated Mm -hmm. because of how fucked we were getting, plus the Emmanuel Hall thing. Yep. You know, the score could have been very, very different with a couple of things happening. Then in the second half, it looked like Purdue had made some sort of deal with the devil when a ball went off of one of their players' hands, off one of our guys' helmets, into another wide receiver's hands for a long bomb. I mean, when it bounces off a head, I mean, I'm thinking flea kicker at that point. Mm -hmm. It's like, this only happens to fucking Mizzou. Sure. Cam Hilton had a shit night. 
Yes. Cam Hilton was terrible. <laughs> we, you know, against UT Martin and Wyoming, there was like one play each game where there was just complete trash, blown yeah, coverage. Sure, sure. We saw a lot more of that, and I'm afraid in the next few weeks we're going to see a lot more of that. Those guys are shit. And then AC gets well, it's hurt. Like it's, a ma- it's not even like it's a matter of like talent. Like they're obviously fast enough to keep up with Purdue. Yeah. It's like they just, that, what worries me about it is like the defense. Which is supposed to be fucking Odom's specialty for three fucking years. Never once. And we, our defense has always been suspect. Mm-hmm. And these guys just are never in the right place. People I, are just running free. It uh, is bad. No one around. I've got a game note here I made during it. Sure, let's prep, hear it. Show prep. Yeah. Our defense is ineffective. <laughs> it's kind of like titty fucking with a child sized penis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've heard Caleb fucking to complain about this often. Why is like, he... titty fucking looks like a lot of fun if I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> if I had enough to get the job done. It's ineffective. Yeah. It's ineffective. Our defense is very ineffective. Our defense right is now. like Caleb's penis trying to titty fuck. I think that's the most apt analogy we have made on this show. I'd, I'd love to do history. it. I'm sure they'd love to play good defense. <laughs> Neither one of us are getting it done right Everybody now. Everybody would love it. I'm yeah. sure the newspapers are going to have this titty fucking <laughs> analogy. Front center. <laughs> Sunday morning. We stole it from, we stole it from Dave Matter. Right? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be pissed. So, it, it, we got the win. We are three and oh. We owe him one. Yeah. We're three and oh, which is where we need to be. Caleb said it before we started recording. Halfway to bowl eligibility. What happened to Albert O for basically oh, the entire second I, half? I, I agree with that. Did, did Albert O catch a ball? Did, he, you know, we had a, he had a couple of good catches and a, a touchdown or two. I think it was in like the first half. Well, in the first half, but so. in the second half, like so. What I can figure is like we've just took Demario Cro- or we took Demario Crockett, Emmanuel Hall, and Albert O, and just decided to rest them for the second <laughs> yeah. half. Apparently. So what you're saying is our our best offensive threats. Well, like sure, I guess you could put it that way, Brennan. We did run the ball. Demario Crockett was was gone, yeah, as you MIA. said. Roundtree found a lot. He had a couple of very long, good yeah, runs. Over 100 yards rushing. And it, it, it seemed to me that Derek Dooley was, de- was really trying to establish the run in a way we haven't done all season. Mm-hmm. And to a degree, he did do that. Sure. But the game was such a wild, weird fucking thing that mm-hmm. uh, it was bouncing back and forth between whether we decided we were a running team. And let's talk about Beatty. That he kid, looked good. He looked good. And, and Colin, you mentioned before we started recording as well that Beatty has something that both Crockett and Roundtree don't have, which is just burst. Yeah, he's got that burst. And we have an offensive line that I don't think they leave holes open Hey, Brennan, would you like a, a super old Chiefs analogy? No. Uh, so. <laughs> Go ahead, I, give it to us, Colin. <laughs> well, during the game, I was saying, like, this Beatty guy, like, you look at Roundtree, you look at Crockett, and they don't seem to be able to get anywhere behind this line. It reminds me of when Larry Johnson was the running back for the Chiefs. The guy that beat his wife or girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, something okay. like that. And he could go nowhere. He was getting the end of, a little long in the tooth. And everybody was complaining about the line. And then they put Jamal Charles in. He was so fast. And all of a sudden, they were the best line in football. And I feel like that's Beatty to a, to a degree. And he's so much faster. There's so much more burst there than there's for Crockett or Roundtree. He mm-hmm. hits the hole so much faster. I feel like with every run, he is going to go forward for at least four yards before anybody hits him. They trusted him on the final drive. They did. They absolutely there. did. And, and as well they should have. He did well. And yeah. it's interesting because we thought it was going to be Crockett and Roundtree was the duo. Yeah. But tonight it was Roundtree and Beatty, and mm-hmm. it was a good duo because when Roundtree am, gets ahead of steam, he breaks tackles. I mean, I am certain 
that we were going to find that Crockett got injured early on. I can't imagine for any other reason he would be benched. I don't understand that either. I mean, up to, to this, this point, point, he had been the best runner. Yeah, yeah, and not nobody had looked great, but you know, I, I don't see any reason why he would just be completely absent as he was tonight. Uh, it, it was strange with Hall gone, yeah. with Crockett gone, mm-hmm. and Alberto being underutilized. There were a lot of situations where it looked like well, a, I told a tight end. Kind of Bland had one or two passes tonight, mm-hmm. and I told Caleb, I'm like, we don't use that guy enough. No. Well, the interesting thing was we went to him like three straight times one time. First time it was it, it didn't work out. He, he his foot landed out of bounds. We went to him two more times. Each time it was like for a first down, and then we quit using them all together again. We went right back to forgetting yeah. he was on the team. Yep. He's yep. a monster of a man. He, he's humongous. Yeah, it was the. I think obviously we saw the defense being exposed for trash that it will like. Uh, I mean, let's face we it. No we're going to play rush. Georgia, South Carolina, it and is Alabama. Not, it is not the secondary that bothers me. It is the pass rush. That's what really worries me. Yeah, D-line zoo is gone. Yeah, and it, it uh, over. There, there doesn't seem to be coming back anytime soon. Well, Terry Beckner, I mean, God love the guy. He is getting double teamed every single snap, right. but nobody else is doing shit. And the thing is, as bad as they were tonight, it was Purdue. And we're going to play Georgia, Alabama, South Carolina, and they're going to look a lot worse. We're going to give up a lot of points over the next three weeks. The big question mark will be, can we score, score more, more than, than them? Yeah. You know, yeah. they, it's like an, a Texas Tech team, basically. Yeah, basically we've become Texas Tech. <laughs> and guess how many national championships they've won? Seven. Yeah. Oh, right. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. correct. Nice. Yeah, seven. Noise. Yeah. It, it is a weird feeling because we did win. And, Colin, you mentioned Tucker McCann. Tucker McCann, who yeah. struggled mightily yeah. his freshman year, was really solid. And he's still, you know, he's not a guy who's going to knock in a 55-yard. stupid potato-eating patty finally had a kick. Yeah, well, let's, and I guess we, <laughs> I, should, I should mention he did get one blocked. Yes, he did. Uh, um, from 50 yards. Yeah. and but Low so, trajectory on those kicks. Right. He actually should have never kicked the game winner because Purdue should have let Mizzou score with 48 seconds left to give them Oh, the clock management was atrocious. Oh, that really helped us the, out. The, 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 the second to last play where they just let 40 seconds roll off the clock for no reason with two timeouts left, I was like, thank you, Purdue, for being awful at clock management. Mm-hmm. This is the worst I've ever seen. You just literally let 40 seconds bleed off the clock. And I appreciate it. You and you're a Chiefs, Chiefs fan. That's yeah, you watch the Chiefs, too. Yeah, <laughs> and I I root for Andy Reid. Yeah. So when I say it's bad clock management, I mean it is a fucking bukkake trash. You know trash. bad clock management. Yeah, it is hot. Hot garbage. <laughs> and I've already seen Purdue fans saying that the overturned touchdown was bullshit. No, it wasn't. We watched that replay a hundred times, and that ball hit the fucking ground. It was not a touchdown. They can quit crying. Well, and even uh, okay, let's let's just you know, for the sake of being you know generous, give it to them. Let's say they get that touchdown. Just give us the other shit in the first half, right? Where we'd let's still be even. up by twenty-seven points, yeah, and call it even. Yeah, exactly. I guess one other thing I wanted to talk about is Drew Locke threw his first interception late in this game. Terrible. And it was terrible interception. Yeah. The worst interception a senior could throw. But I will say this. The next possession, the game-winning drive, he shook it off. It looked yeah. like he he played well. I told Brent, I was like, this is what Heismans are made of. That's right. Yeah, you did. And and he did what the team yeah. needed to do. He needed he needed a score to and, win the game and he got it. And I'm pretty confident if they didn't if they needed more than 3 points, they were going to get it. Yeah. They yeah. they, they look good. They, they basically wasted two plays just to burn clock. Right. That that could have been two attempts at the end zone. And the way Beatty had been running, 
I don't see us staying out of that end zone. I think we would have won by the touchdown, and yeah. all the betters would have been much happier. Yeah, Very yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking happy if yeah. you went for it, jackass. I know, I know. One, one guy buddy. I know named Caleb. Yeah, They're I won't tell him his. Little. I won't tell you his last name, <laughs> but he would have been a lot happier. Okay, fellas. We know what we think about this game. Oh, Brennan. Yes. Oh, can I say one last thing before we wrap this little segment? I, I of the guess show? you'll have to. I have been f- catfished twice in my life. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not embarrassed to say it. I've been catfished. And yeah. it's, both times it's been about Mizzou Tigers. The first time I was catfished, Brennan. Okay. Was by a young man named Eric Beisel. Okay. And he had convinced me that he was going to be a uh, impact player on our football team and a good linebacker. Yeah, and, and it and turned he out he was talker. yeah, it turned out he was a uh, special teams trash. <laughs> okay. And uh I apparently have been catfished once again by a young man named Aubrey Audrey Aubrey Miller, the one that they talked about in the locker room who made the speech as a freshman when the, the game was going down the toilet and the player that was supposed to be the next ascending linebacker for Mizzou does not see the field. Mm. Even when Brandon Lee and other guys are going out of the game. Right. Who was Brandon Lee was out for the first yeah. half due to a target. You know who you were Audrey Milliers? On the fucking bench. Yeah. So like oh, I don't know how to trust anything that I hear from the press box super friends. It's a valiant effort by Brandon Lee. Meanwhile, back with the press box super friends. Because I heard about this guy and I don't know unless he shows up in a game at some point in the next Two years. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna assume he's in their fucking Eric Beisel. Well, how you know? Whenever these guys turn into stars, and whenever you guys fade, mm-hmm. like we're talking about Beatty, the running back, that guy came in here with zero hype whatsoever. Yes. I mean, all you ever, we talked about was Crockett and Roundtree, and he's an instant impact player. I mean, I we you know we've been mentioning how the freshmen get to play four games yep. before they lose their red shirt. Yep, uh, this guy's gonna play all year. I think he's a he's an integral part of the offense well, now. If, if they're if if Crockett is hurt, certainly. I mean, Crockett did not play for two thirds of this game. There's at more to all. that story. Yeah, yeah, something's going on. He's hurt. All right. As I was saying, we know what we think, but would you like to hear what our listeners think? Again, Brendan, I, I told you this is the best possible Mazodcast scenario. We win, but we win badly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because you're angry and you called in, and I'm not going to lie, a lot of you called in. So at least this one's going to take. We're a recording while. late because Brendan had to edit. And go through so many voicemails. Yeah, there's a lot. And, uh. I fell asleep waiting. <laughs> you did. <laughs> well, that's the alcohol. <laughs> Let's just get into it now. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to will. I miss D-Line Zoo. That's all that one is. He says so much with so few words. Oh, God, it's halftime, and I gotta say, the secondary has been pretty bad, but this is the oldest excuse in the book I know, but the officiating has been just damn terrible. I keep seeing pass interference calls in this. Um, I have thought in the horse calling call that didn't get called. Again, it's the oldest excuse in the book, but for real, call a damn pass interference call. Call a damn horse caller. I mean, this is gonna be ridiculous. Alright, rant over, uh, go Tigers, M-I-Z. Second in the motion carries. These refs have no clue what pass interference is. My word. My word. Boy, they've got to get the papers. I can't believe this. Yeah, they're getting angry. Hot dog water. Hot dog water. The Missouri (laughs) calls it defense. They're not even running the ball. They just keep passing it. But somehow, they are running wide open. This is ridiculous. No, he's right. And I, and I want to talk about the fact that it hasn't been a lot of swearing. It's been a lot of my word and heavens. My word. Heavens Heavens and megatron. Heavens to Betsy. It gave me the vapors. Yeah. 
Heaven's the Murgatroyd. But a lot of these calls were earlier in the game, and I think the alcohol consumed was lower. And don't so worry. Not, are we about to cross the Don't worry. Colin, <laughs> Caleb. Are we about to cross a threshold? There are, there are explicit episodes of the Mazodcast, and then there are explicit, explicit episodes. And I think as people got drunker and angrier, we're branching out into the explicit, explicit. Oh, good. Oh, goody. <laughs> Purdue. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, there's like five minutes left in the game. Our secondary is straight shit. Our defensive line is shit. Um, our offensive line sucks. Uh, at least the run game. Drew Locke has not been that good. Uh, we suck. So it's been awful. I'm gonna end up like Mac Miller if this keeps happening. Oh jeez. Oh, right, thanks guys. Dark, dark. Dark. Mac, didn't Mac Miller? Isn't he the rapper? Yeah, ki- oh yeah. Colin yeah. just found out about Mac. I didn't know who he was. I, I literally don't, didn't know he existed. Caleb, I don't know who the fuck Mac Miller is either. <laughs> yeah, apparently, he was right up there like Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson when he died. Apparently, according to Twitter. Ever since the internet became a thing, <laughs> there, there, there are certain celebrities that when they die, it is literally the best career move they could make because. I didn't know who the fucking guy was, and now I can't not know who he is. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Uh, boy, like I wish. Basically, every YouTube star that ever existed. Yeah, that Mac Miller is hot right now. <laughs> yeah. He used to fuck that Ariana Grande. Yeah. I mean, that's... That's, that's He's so hot right now. Something to talk about. Yeah, you got to give him that. She She's very pretty, but she doesn't seem like she'd be what I'd call a tiger in the sack. <laughs> Uh, I know she picks very. You think ugly. about dead fish action, Hopper? Huh, she yeah. picks very ugly white men today. She sure does. She likes I'm that. I'm in the running. I hear. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, who's a dead fish lay a celebrity? That Sia, who won't even show her face. Yeah. Oh, I don't God. know what you're talking about. You yeah. don't know who Sia is? No, I mean I slept oh, with her, and she's a wildcat. <laughs> she would put a pillow over her own face the entire time. It would be awful. Hey, this is Boston Mike. Just hey, Boston Mike. The replay, touchdown in the end zone, called back. Not even fucking close. Big Ten announcers don't think it's a fucking catch. Bullshit. Yes, Fuck they the did. Big Ten Network, SEC. Wow. Uh, what's up, guys? It's uh, Jackson. I don't yeah, even know what to say about that game. Like, I'm glad we won, but Youngster. holy crap. Can I take some things back I said from the... Wyoming post game article that I did. Sure. I literally said the secondary was like the most impressive thing of the team so far. Ugh, I want to take that one back. I think uh, what, what did Blau throw for? He looks like, I mean, the five hundred and thirty four yards. Know, they have a specialty in just making some quarterbacks look like Tom Brady. I mean, God, not even good quarterbacks, just quarterbacks that can literally they could play pee wee football in like average like. I can throw to people who are wide open. Wow. Mm -hmm. He threw for like, what, 550 yards? Jesus. I'm glad we won the game, but if the defense keeps us up, I do not want to see what will happen to Georgia. Because that's scary. This looks like the St. Joseph Catholic Schools for Girls defense. How (laughs) pitiful can the Missouri defense be? They suck. George is going to score 60 points in furthermore. Easy. No, I don't think so. What terrible play call it. Let them play some offense. This is the worst game of the season and embarrassing. Third week. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That guy was not happy about any of I wasn't going to drink. I wasn't going to drink. Got fucking work in the morning. I wasn't going to drink. I wasn't going to drink. Now, I'm going to fucking drink. Bye. Damn it, fucking decision making. What the hell? Come on!
I like the uh, beers falling into beer bottles. Apparently. Yeah, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that sort of call. P.S. Drew Lock is pretty damn good. M.I.Z. No, I appreciate those two. I'm about ready to pull our entire defensive coverage team. Like, what the fuck? I don't know how hard it is to, uh, whenever we're not playing fucking man, to do your fucking job. Like, seriously. And Cam Hilton is about to drive me through a fucking wall. That guy, I don't give a shit about your interceptions. He blows his coverages more often than not and just leaves a man wide the fuck open. Or he's not even on his man. Like, the interception that he caught at the very beginning of this game was because he wasn't on his man. He just happened to be in front of him. And if that guy would have just lofted that pass over, it was a fuck play. Seriously, get a shit together. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Sure. Super fan Phil here watching this bullshit. Hi, Phil. Dumbass fucking Big Ten Network. Stupid <laughs> fucking bullshit. Fuck what that network. Fuck? <laughs> you better turn around, boys, or I'll be fucking raging. I'll be fucking raging pretty goddamn good. All right, love you. Bye. <laughs> hey, Phil. shitheads. Super fan Phil here again. Nice. I'm fucked up. He's but back. just took the fucking lead. You know, I fucking expected this, but it's still a fucking shot right up the old fucking poop hole. I mean, <laughs> Whoa, we've all got one this of those. This is just fucking... I've been pissed You're off the fuck whole night. Now I, yeah. I don't even give a fuck. What the fuck? <laughs> this is just fucking... There's no words left to fucking say other than well. fuck Missouri. Hot garbage. Hot, hot garbage. Hey, the dog got one right. Hot dog water. Fuck my ass. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, Phil's going off the deep end. All right, sure. He's our Phyllis. Super fan Phil again. Oh, boy. <laughs> you don't get the name Super yeah. Fan for no yeah, reason. Two fucks. Fuck Three. This is fucking Four. Hot fucking garbage. Five. Garbage. Just straight fucking Six. demon everywhere. Fucking Seven. bullshit. Fuck this. Eight. What, what the fuck? Nine. God damn it. No fucking worse. No 10, more fucking worse. Eleven. Unfucking real. Twelve. I mean, what the fuck? Thirteen. It's fucking Purdue. Fourteen. Fucking trash. Fifteen. Hot fucking sixteen. Garbage. Hot, hot garbage. That was a sixteen fuck voicemail. I love it. Super Fin Phil brings hey, the heat. Stupid fuckers. Is this Super Fan Phil again? I think it's another. God damn it. You know what? Fuck Missouri. Fuck Missouri. Fuck Missouri. This is gonna be a oh my god. Our assholes are gonna be so fucking big and drive a fucking semi truck through it. Jesus fucking Christ. Wow. I need another fucking beer, some fucking whiskey. Wow. Unfucking real. Feels mad. Go fuck yourselves. You know what? <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck to say. Pure fucking Clearly. rage. Absolute fucking bullshit. Fucking hot garbage. Hot, hot garbage. Uh, Phil doesn't know what to say, but he's called six times. Yeah. He's a juggalo. What's up, fucker? Super fan Phil here. Man. Again? I'm fucking pissed off, okay? We, we get, we're getting that. Make this fucking bullshit stop. God damn it. I mean, what the fuck? It's fucking Purdue. Jesus fucking Christ. I think it's time for the first fucking area of the season. God damn it. Love you, bye. Okay, Phil. You need to take a breath, Phil. I just want to say, I'm stoked we won. Wins are great. We've got a lot of fix, but winning's great. I'm drunk as fuck right now. Drink a whole lot of Jim Beam, but I'm going to party my ass off tonight. M-I-C-C-O-U! And Tucker McCann, I'm going to 
clean his shit pussy out real good. <laughs> oh, I don't know what that means. Is his shit. shit pussy mean his asshole? Uh, Does that mean he's going to fuck him in his asshole or is eat his delicious asshole? Uh, I'm not sure what's going on, Brave Brennan. All only thing I know is it is clear that we are late into the evening and the game has gone long and people are much drunker than they were at the Brennan, early call. Listen, I know we're a little older than we'd like to be. You sure? We're not plugged into the hip cats there on campus. They say fancy words. Like but shit like pussy. shit pussy, mm-hmm. am I supposed to know what that means? It's longer than just saying asshole. I think it's a Mac Miller song. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's why we don't know it, Caleb. Just tell us it is. We'll believe you, Caleb. <laughs> sure. Hey, this is Mike. Like I said before, D-line pressure. Purdue exposed us. They exposed the D-line pressure with a lack of and showed what the secondary can do. A lot more coherent than the garbage. last Garbage. Garbage. Cam Hilton, every time he is on the field, which is pretty much every time, screws up plays. All the time. Um, yeah, that's full fucking Mizzou. Um, but Mizzou won. Good to see Roundtree to see the hole. Even a little baby to see the hole too. So that was nice. I had one in my Zoo. Z-O-U. Hi, this is, uh, Bob. I'm a Mizzou fan out in Los Angeles. Uh, nice. just got finished watching the game. The pit in my stomach is starting to dissipate. It's, e- it's a win. Shower and get out of there. Uh, it's easy to look at that and go, we're going to get steamrolled by Georgia. Sure, Georgia it is. Steamroll yes. everybody this year, but sure. one game doesn't translate to the next game. Everybody knows that's not the way this it works. This guy's a sober, can coherent talker. Lose to like Two hour time but, difference. You know, Mizzou fans, sure. we got to, we're three and oh. That's, yep. that's halfway to bowl eligibility. None of these, uh, muttering miserables of Let's send him some shellac beer. He's to way be too sometimes. coherent. Nuh-uh. Not me. We're going to go in there. We're going to compete. And we are going to give up less than 574 yards passing Bold. next week. Book it. Hot take. Bold. We'll give up 700 yards rushing. <laughs> yeah, <bold. laughs> Could be. So bold. All right. That is the voicemail segment this week. I think it's time for our first break. That's the longest long voicemail segment ever. That's right. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's head into the break. We'll come back. We'll have Kansas news. We'll have SEC around the horn. We'll maybe even have a guest. We got a lot to talk about tonight, so stay tuned. This is the Mazodcast. Stop! Don't throw that used cell phone away. Sell it to Midmo iFix. Midmo iFix buys and sells used cell phones that include a 30-day warranty. So if you lost your phone overboard, the screen's cracked, or the phone's broken, stop into Midmo iFix and see Kevin. And if you have no use for that old phone, turn it into cash. Midmo iFix, located next to Emo's Pizza on Osage Beach Parkway, 573-694-8795. Midmo iFix, phones fixed fast. And we're back, and this song is called White Masher by the band Von Carr. Thank you for sending that to us, Justin McGrady. As always, if you want to send your music in, you can do so at mizodcast at gmail.com. We'd be happy to play it on the show. Our next segment, an old friend of the show, our SEC analyst friend, Sally Barrett, is joining us. Sally, are you on the line? Hey, guys, thanks so much for having me. Heck, fire. It's great to be here. Well, it's great to have you, as always, Sally. Uh, we wanted to get you on the line because you have not been too optimistic about our Tigers this year, especially... This Listen, pre- guys, don't do it. Don't pay me right into that box. 
I'm just telling it how it is. I'm not against the Tigers, okay, guys? I'm just telling you what Barrett sees, the Sally man, and uh, I'm not trying to, to rail anybody's parade. Well, it looks like you were because both the Wyoming game, which we won handily, and, of course, this Purdue game, which we won as well, you had predicted a Missouri loss. Missouri's now 3-0, and far exceeding your expectations, I must say. Listen, guys, listen. I'm an analyst. They make me make picks. I've got to pick an upset every every week. You know, There's got to be something outside the box. So last week I picked Missouri to get upset by Wyoming. And this week, I mean, it's pretty obvious, I think, based on the outcome of this game, that Purdue's every team that Missouri is, and maybe a little more. Well, a little more. They lost. Purdue lost. Well, but I mean, at I home. Really like the officials may have been in Missouri's corner side. I don't know how you, I don't know if you were watching the same game as uh, Sally because uh, Mizzou got really hosed all on right, several officiating right, okay. calls. <laughs> it's true. Moving on, guys. It's Moving true. On. Well, okay. So Missouri's going to face a tough part of the schedule coming up. We got Georgia, Alabama, South Carolina, and uh, you know we yeah, have th- a lot of games coming up, though. <laughs> I, I mean, I think obviously Georgia and Alabama. I don't think any Mizzou fans expect to win that one. South Carolina's a fifty. You nope. barely beat Purdue tonight. Yes, we, I'm aware of that, but South Carolina is predicted to be a 50-50 game. It could go either way. Well, I don't see how that is the case for anybody who's paying any attention to this conference. South Carolina is a juggernaut. Wow. And, uh, Missouri's just not, just not getting it done. I think this whole Drew Locke fanaticism is overblown, and, uh, I think you're gonna see Jake Bentley and Debo Samuel and the whole crew down there under the helm team by uh, Will Muschamp. They're going to drive it home on Old Mizzou, I'm afraid, guys. And I'm not saying that to make you angry. I'm just calling it how it uh, Honestly, I'm glad to hear it because you're wrong so often this season already. That All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> it's true. Again, I'm just stating facts, Sally. You, you've been way off, and I know that you're still down yeah, on our time. you're a national analyst like me, you've got to make a lot of picks. You're going to be wrong sometimes. But for the most part, I think even when I'm wrong, I'm a little bit right. Okay, so uh, looking down the schedule, I'm thankful we got to play a team like Arkansas, who, again, looked very bad tonight. So, I mean, I'm looking at a win right there for the Tigers at the end of the season. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, Arkansas, though, they have had their struggles. They're a true SEC program. They're going to be a little tough. They're going to be a little stubborn. They're going to work hard. They're going to hit you in the mouth or SEC, and I don't know if I'm much prepared for that. Well, okay. Uh, Vanderbilt is starting to scare me. They look good against Notre Dame tonight. They're 3-0 as yeah, well. Yeah, they look like they could play in the West right now. They look like they're at least, I would say, a three-touchdown favorite over a team like Mizzou. Oh, come on now, Sally. Uh, I can- mean, I'm just looking at it from tonight's perspective. I mean, give me some credit here. Yeah, I'm All not- right, and okay. we got a team that was almost beat the best team in the nation, almost currently Notre Dame. Oh, Notre Dame and is so overrated. You've got Mizzou almost getting beat by Purdue. I don't think it's out of line for me to say that maybe, just maybe, Vanderbilt two, three touchdown favorite on Mizzou today. I wish I could gamble against you, Sally. You're so off base all the time. Kentucky, of course, they beat Florida this year. They're happy with the way their season's going. Unbelievable, unbelievable, folks. <laughs> yeah, is it? I don't think it is. It happened. Well, I mean, I don't. I I can't explain it. All right. Florida, Tennessee. Do you expect to see a comeback between any of those two programs? Not looking so great so far. Well, I'll tell you what, since I have known Florida and Tennessee as an SEC journalist in the organization, the head of the organization, 
Mm-hmm. I have never seen two teams that I think would end the tie more often than Tennessee and Florida. Every year I look at those teams and I think, it's a tie, guys. It's an absolute tie. <laughs> They're just so much better than everybody else, but together they are just evenly matched every single year. Well, what about last year when they were both really, really bad and Mizzou clobbered them? Well, I mean, I mean, every, t- every conference goes through the down years. I mean, obviously, despite the outcome, they were much more talented than a team like Mizzou or Vanderbilt. They just didn't get the job done. And so, you know, sometimes that happens, you know, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, that's just the way it goes sometimes in this crazy game of football. All right, Sally. So, uh, Missouri's 3-0. and What do you expect their final record to be? Will they make a bowl this year? I'm going to say 3-8. and 3-8? That's it. You're saying they're going to lose out. And they also play 12 games, so that adds up to 11. Sure. So, uh, I think I got it right on the head, guys. Now I got a shot range change it. Well, uh, there's another game that you didn't predict. <laughs> You're not going to change my prediction, guys, okay? Okay, well, I guess we're going to see. I mean, South Carolina was canceled due to the hurricane this week. Maybe Sally's predicting there will be a cancellation, and just one of those things will be played. All right, Sally, I think I'm done talking to you because I'm not getting much uh, wisdom, but I do want to promote you. As you mentioned, you are president of the Honorable Athletic Coverage Kinsman, the Hack Journalists Organization, and you can follow... That's Sally, me, yep. You can follow Sally at Sally Barrett SEC on Twitter. He uh, gives his picks weekly. And, hot picks, guys. Hot picks. Yeah, they're they're tepid at best, but you can always follow him. And we encourage it because Sally's fun to talk to. So thanks again for joining us, Sally. And uh, you got a prediction for next week: Georgia versus Missouri. I'm going to say Georgia 783, Mizzou 13. Okay, we gave us 13 points. Looking forward to that. All right, guys. All right. Okay. All right. Take it easy, Sally. Boy, I tell you, Sally Barrett just cannot be convinced that Missouri's for real. There's nothing that can make it. And tonight did not help. No, it doesn't. Yeah. The Sally Barrett's the world are only emboldened by the uh, nights like tonight. Why don't we uh, switch gears and get to an important topic that we cover every week? And this is no different. And so I think we should dive right into Kansas news. Well, I was heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas. Sunshine. Sunflowers and sons of bitches. This is Kansas News. First story of the day runaway Facebook joke about the mayor and penis shaped cake gives bakery heartburn. Uh oh. What started as a Facebook joke about giving the mayor of Wichita a penis shaped cake to protest police violence has taken a life of its own and forced a local bakery to defend itself online. You're going to have to explain how that works. Well, why does a cock-shaped cake uh, protest police violence? Well, this great article will tell all, Colin. Oh, please. (laughs) Wow Cakes spent Wednesday answering customer concerns on Facebook after being Facebook recommended in response to an activist request to help in finding a baker. The bakery does make penis-shaped cakes. They're popular at bachelorette parties, said the bakery owner, Pam Rowe. But you have to ask for the penis cake and pick it up in person, she said. These are not just dumped off randomly at people's places of business. And she wouldn't make the cake, saying expletive the police. A rap song title the activists wanted on the cake. Rowe has a degree in criminal justice and once worked for the sheriff's deputy. Making matters worse was that the woman who recommended the bakery suggested that they might spit in the cake if requested. Rose said that's ridiculous. She said she had to go on Facebook 
post a denial message, and track down the author to get a comment removed. She offered access to the store's security videos to prove that she does not spit in her cakes. Though no word yet if she defecates. No, no, she left that open for uh, comment. <laughs> a pair of local activists started the ball rolling on Facebook Wednesday. They were initially joking, but their supporters liked the idea so well of sending a penis cake to the mayor that they started a hashtag, penis cake. The activists and mayor The have fact that Kansas people could hashtag anything and get it trending on Twitter blows my fucking mind. Yeah, Facebook. The activists and the mayor have clashed since a December swatting incident in which police officers responding to a hoax call shot and killed Andrew Finch, who was unarmed and innocent. But a Kansas resident, nonetheless. Well, and I'll tell you what will fix a problem like that. Send a guy a penis cake. Problem solved. Great work, activists in Kansas. (laughs) Man arrested for slapping police horse. Wichita police say. Boy, I've been there. Who hasn't? <laughs> got a real, horse deserved it, Colin. I he had it there, coming. Man. Got a real Blazing Saddles vibe to that story. Yeah, um, he had it coming. Kansas man got a little too close to a police horse as Riverfest was winding down Saturday evening, the Wichita police say. As crowds were leaving the festival, a man slapped a mounted police horse on the nose, Officer Charlie Davidson said. He was arrested in the 300 block of West Douglas and booked into jail under suspicion of battery of a police animal, which apparently is a crime on the books mm-hmm. in Kansas. The horse was not injured, of course, because it's a 2,000-pound animal and it got slapped in the nose. How would it <laughs> well, be injured? Brennan. Yeah. Have you guys ever been you got to understand that, that most of that, no. that, that law that was passed had to do directly with intercourse with livestock. No, I assume you're right. No, uh, tell us about Riverfest, Caleb. Have you been? It's a great festival. <laughs> go every year except this year i missed it with the horse it's yeah. uh it's, it's a great movie festival if you didn't know movies no. yeah you just watch uh stand by me with river phoenix uh-huh. a lot and that's why they call it river fest because uh-huh. there's no fucking water in kansas that you can actually stand in. no they fantasize about what a river might look like yes. <laughs> and the rest of the water is all tainted and will kill you if you drink it so. <laughs> that's true i know that from but if you guys ever, i know that from kansas news if you want to ever see fat little jerry o'connell yeah go to river fest okay watch stand by me over and over all day i'm jerry, gonna guess jerry o'connell half to a of fine our listening audience doesn't know who jerry o'connell is or what the movie Stand By Me is. Well, it's got Corey Feldman, too, and everybody. No one knows who that is, Caleb. No one knows who that is. They don't know about the two Corys. Yeah. <laughs> if they were born when we were born, yes. Yeah. But I'm guessing that the jewel-smoking, Fortnite-loving douchebags that listen to this show do not know who Corey Feldman <laughs> or Stand By Me is. Well, anyway, for all you older folks, go to River <laughs> The prairie dog is prime. All right, so the incident resulted in one of just two arrests and 14 cases during this year's Riverfest. A record low for both arrests and cases. Good for you. <laughs> Nicely the, done. The other Nailed arrest for, was for a minor in possession of alcohol and obstruction of justice. This year's Riverfest saw 41 emergency medical service calls and Nicely 11 done. medical transports. This is for a festival. 41 medical calls. <laughs> Dear God, Kansas. Well, there's a lot of methamphetamine at a Kansas festival. A report lists Kansas among states with most sex offenders per capita. (laughs) Do not find that surprising. (laughs) This is not shocking news. A new report lists Kansas as among the top ten states with most... Let's not call the segment Kansas News anymore. Let's call it Kansas Olds. (laughs) Oh my God, I nailed it. (laughs) 
Exactly. According to a report released by asecurelife.com, Kansas ranks ninth highest in sex offenders per capita. The study says Oregon has the most sex offenders with 100,000 per 100,000 Oregon residents. does? That's right. With Nicely 679 done, offenders per 100,000. Shout out. Arkansas is close behind. <laughs> oh, sure it is. And Kansas has 356 offenders per 100,000 residents. Sure they do. You're going to have that on big jobs. Uh, Maryland is listed as a state with the lowest number of sex offenders per 100,000 residents the states with i've always said that about maryland they got good crabs and not a lot of sex offenders (laughs) (laughs) with another bumper sticker yeah it's it's on the billboard at the board of tourism (laughs) not many sex offenders good crabs that's all i need to do to book a flight (laughs) you sold me and kansas no crabs tons of sex offenders (laughs) Exactly. It just kind of depends on what you're into, you know, at the end of the day. Six offenders hate seafood. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, it's just whatever you're into, yeah. you know. We're not going to judge. We're going to sit back and judge. <laughs> Kansas man goes live on Facebook while police break into his house. Sure he does. On the heels of a man being killed in his apartment by a Dallas police officer after allegedly thinking it was her own apartment, another man is grateful to be alive after armed Topeka, Kansas cops broke into his apartment with AR-15s drawn. David Reynolds said cops broke his door down while he was washing his dog in between classes. They were allegedly looking... I assume washing his dog is a sure. euphemism <laughs> for jacking it. It's got it <laughs> uh, I wash my dog several times a week. Uh, they were allegedly looking for a Latino man with a gun after they received a domestic violence call. So I come home between classes to wash my dog, and all of a sudden I hear loud banging on my door. All I hear is jacket, and everybody just wash his dog. Hey, can we start this over? You just do it with jacket it. And just remove the washing the dog part? Yeah. I think so. I hear a bang on the door. I ask who it is, get no answer, so I open the door, and there are two Topeka Police Department officers with AR-15s drawn and aimed at me. They tell me to come outside, to which I answered, hell no, I've done nothing wrong. And two, I'm in my underwear because washing my dog gets messy. (laughs) (laughs) It it. truly is a masturbation (laughs) euphemism. That guy is making my night. (laughs) So I slam my door, then they break it down, Reynolds continued. Tell me to get on the ground, put me in handcuffs, and drag me into the living room. Then tell me they got a call about a Hispanic male with an AK-47. I did nothing wrong. I was in my own home. I was, you guessed it, washing my dog. And they broke the door down and almost killed me with no evidence. I've done nothing wrong. The cops searched this house and found nothing and told apartment managers to fix the door. Reynolds wrote, the whole incident could have gone differently. Somebody called him, said they saw a Hispanic man, he said. They came to my door, busted it down, put me in handcuffs. Had this gone differently, I'd be dead in my apartment and for doing nothing wrong. Thank you. Now get the hell out of my apartment. I mean, how dumb are these Kansas cops? When you do that, you've got to sprinkle the crack cocaine everywhere. That's sure. right. You plant the evidence. Yeah, yeah you idiots. You don't say that you didn't find anything. Yeah. That's why you know they're dumb. It's like any other, any cop from any other state would know that this is like, yeah. this is not how you handle the situation. Yeah, you sprinkle the crack and you go ahead and arrest that guy. Yeah. Even though he didn't deserve it. And then, you know, if he gets a little too lippy, if you feel like he's got a, I don't know, can tell a coherent story. You know, you nightstick him until he's not smart no more. <laughs> That's right. You know? That's how that works. <laughs> yeah. Final story of the day. Caleb, I hear Kansas played football today. They had a big win last week. How did they do? Well, they played Rutgers today. And uh, if you guys don't know about Rutgers. There's a, they're a high school in New Jersey. Yes. Uh, <laughs> small school. Uh, <laughs> sure. 1A. Power 5. 
They play seven on seven football. They're four A, yeah. Uh, seven on seven football. They don't use a quarterback, only linemen. <laughs> uh, and Kansas beat them fifty-five to fourteen. How bad must Rutgers be? How bad must Rutgers be? Oh, that cannot look good for the rest of Rutgers season. This is Kansas. I heard that Kansas had not won consecutive games since '09. Is that right? 2009. 1809? <laughs> it's less than 10 years ago. That's true. Congratulations, Kansas. You pulled off back-to-back wins in under a decade. We love to make fun of Kansas, but they won a game. And even though it was against Rutgers, great, I guess. Yeah, good Soccer. for them, right? Brendan and I always say it. If you can't say anything nice about Kansas, you're just a fanatic. Yeah. And we're, we're going to be objective about this. Kansas has some good qualities, too. These two wins. Nobody loses more often or with more efficiency than Kansas. Okay, fellas, what do you say we take our final break for the day, come back and go around the horn with the SEC because a lot of action happened tonight that wasn't in West Lafayette, Indiana, and it's our duty to break that down. Fuck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right. This is the Mazatcast. What's up, dum-dums? It's your good friend Colin here. And I'm here to talk to you today about something deadly serious. I know usually I'm a prankster and a jokester, but the topic I'm about to talk to you about is more serious than just about anything I can imagine. And that is the majesty and delicious taste of Schlafly beer. Schlafly is created by the St. Louis Brewery, Missouri's largest locally owned independent brewery. Every year they pump out over 50 unique styles of beer for you and I to enjoy. And we're so proud to have Schlafly Beer as a Mazodcast sponsor. So if you want to be a true Mazodcast fan, a true Missourian, and a true American, buy you some Schlafly Beer and get blackout, piss drunk, responsibly. Schlafly Beer. But I fell off the wagon Had my high horse run But she put me to the test That little girl with a red dress And we're back, and that song's called Gary, and it's again by the band Von Carr. So uh, it's time, fellas, that uh, we look around the rest of the SEC to see what they've been up to and give our expert analysis and hot takes. It's time for, once again, SEC Around the Horn. We, we, we break our bread at Waffle House, our teams are pretty good. We even play some basketball when Jesus says we should. So pour a little bourbon and repeat right after me. Built a church for Saturdays and called it SEC. Jesus loves football. And as we do each and every week, we're going to bring in the Paul Feinbot that Colin has carefully constructed out of spare parts in his garage so he can help us analyze these SEC games. Colin, would you start up the old Feinbot? Absolutely. Nick Saban, Nick Saban. All right, Paul, are you ready to do this? Yes, sir. Okay, Caleb, who have you got on the docket this week? Oh, let's see, the first game. We'll go with an upset. Upset special. Upset special. We've upset got, special. That's an Arkansas game. They played uh, UNT, University of Northern Tampa. <laughs> Arkansas. We're and continuing the uh, trend let, of making up the name of, word, or, of letter schools uh-huh. when they... 
they come in in contact with word schools, well, but as clear, Caleb would call it. Letter schools are always defeated by word schools. Is that yeah, not right? That's surely, basically the way Surely the Arkansas works. beat this. 99.9% of the time, yes. letter schools mm-hmm. get throttled. But today, letter school, Northern Tampa, beats Arkansas 44-17. <laughs> Northern Tampa. Uh, <laughs> and Arkansas, Arkansas lost. They're as bad as they've ever been. Arkansas is I like terrible. to think that in lieu of like us being the Big 12, making Kansas the worst team on the planet, We've just taken over Arkansas. I'll be like, I'm sorry, you guys have Kansas in your name, so we just we came to the SEC and made you the hottest of garbage. Hot, Hot garbage. garbage. Not sure about that. Yeah, we're like a walk under a ladder and break in a mirror all in one swoop for our rivals. I don't agree. All right, Caleb. Who else uh, played besides a terrible Arkansas team? Well, I got Tennessee today. Tennessee played uh, UTEP. Mm-hmm. Another word school versus letter school. Yeah, univer- match up. University of Tigers eating pussy. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Great, great university. I won't lie to you. Their programs are terrific. They have a, they have, they have <laughs> you a, learn a lot there, Colin. They have a sixteen month bachelor's. You're telling degree. me. Yeah. Sixteen months you can have your bachelor's. They they got beat by Tennessee twenty four to nothing. Don't even offer associate's degrees. So Tennessee gets an easy win for this week. All right. Sure they do. Then we have Florida playing Colorado State University. Uh, who beat Arkansas last week. Who did beat Arkansas. And a lot of people wanted me to bet this game or make it a lock because it was only there was 20 points or something like that, and they thought Florida was going to get beat. Well, Florida won 48-10. to 10. Have you seen Dan Mellon's interview? No. The post-game interview, he looked like a guy who was all messed up or like a hyped up on cocaine. He's a fucking weird he, he dude. He just kept turning his head like... Each direction, he's talking to the fucking mic. He's like, we had a great game day. He just kept turning his head, and he wouldn't make eye contact with the person. It was just really weird and off-putting. I'm like, that guy's got a lot of cocaine in his system. If you watch his breath, he's a weird guy. Yeah, he's, he's super weird. strange guy. He is beloved. He is a likable person. Oh, Paul. Oh, Finally, you chime in. Fucking <laughs> Paul. Thank right. you. On to another Paul favorite, University of Kentucky. They're fantastic. Yeah, they are. They beat Murray State 48-10. Kentucky is finishing up its cupcake road with another victory. Will Kentucky be shit? Who knows? Yeah, it's the uh, ever-resurgent Kentucky. Up next, we have Ole Miss and Alabama. This was uh, number one Alabama going up against Ole Miss, who had scored a lot of points but also gave up a lot of points. I know that something good happened to uh, Ole Miss in the first play because Hugh Freeze himself told me so on Twitter. What? Yes. For those Mizzou fans that don't know who listen to the show, we have had many encounters with one Hugh Freeze. He slides up into our DMs <laughs> he, occasionally. And he slid up my DMs today. Me yeah. and, me and uh, Hugh Freeze went back and forth a little bit. And, and Colin is and not joking. if anybody joking, doesn't believe is... this, I will screenshot the, the back and forth between me and Hugh. Yeah. And then throw it up there on the old Twitter. And Hugh was watching this game. Yeah. The last uh, message I got from him that I did not respond to was, uh, did you see the first play from the Alabama Ole Miss game? So he wanted to talk, old Hugh Freeze wanted to talk football with you. Well, after a long conversation about other things, yes. <laughs> Colin, yes. I really, really want you to keep the conversation going with Hugh. Well, we talked about maybe catfishing him, telling yeah. him I was, you know, like lost. Yeah, spiritually. Yeah, spiritually lost you to see if he'd Hugh. take that bait. And then you were going to fuck him? <laughs> Caleb, don't <laughs> spoil the fucking ending. Oh, uh, Jesus. 
God, I, I highly encourage you to do this because if anyone would take that bait, it would be Hugh Freeze. He all, can't wait to all save I have to do is tell him I'm spiritually lost and I wouldn't have him on the hook. He would talk to me about Jesus for the next five months, I imagine. Look, if there's one thing that Hugh Freeze loves more than coaching football <laughs> or having sex with Tampa Bay hookers. <laughs> Prostitutes. It's saving souls. Sure. And I think you ought to give them the opportunity. <laughs> yeah. I'd well, like we'll, you. We'll talk about it. Okay. We'll workshop it. All right. Well, let's keep that, let's keep that idea spitballed and, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll get back, door circle open. back to it. Sure. All right. Uh, and so anyway, it was a battle of the Hawaiian quarterbacks, was it not? Yeah. And the rapture came for Ole Miss 62 to 7 Alabama. I really think they should make Hawaii an actual state. Just make it part of the union, you know? Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> We'd have 53 then. Alabama. Mm-hmm. Alabama. That's right, Paul. Yes, Alabama won. Congratulations. Yep. And then uh, next up, Thank we, you. we had uh, Georgia playing MTU. You guys want Georgia. To sure, who's MTU? You came? want to take a turn on? No. I, I, kn- I know who that is, so should I guess? Anyway? Sure. It's Middle Tennessee State. No, well, the that, team that's we know not of. funny at all. That's not a name that was funny to laugh at all. I thought they were playing midgets tugging at university. <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was mis <laughs> menstruating terrapins. Yeah. You. Georgia looks good, actually. <laughs> Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State. Menstruating turtles? I mean, come on, guys. I'm trying. You're right about that. You know what? Speaking of turtles, I'm just going to say this. I thought about this this week. If a guy eats pussy, but he's really slow about it, would you call him a box turtle? Not sure about that. <laughs> Maybe I ate a lot of mushrooms this week, you know what I mean? Would, yeah. Would, would that be a good nickname for a guy? <laughs> well, were we talking about the Alabama game and you were... <laughs> I'm spitballing here. I told you I had a lot to drink. A, a lot guy who eats pussy slowly, you call a box turtle. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> of course I do. Yeah. What do you call him, numb nuts? <laughs> <laughs> What what's a snapping turtle? Oh boy, let's go! All right, please Mi- carry on, Caleb. Mi- taking it someplace weird. <laughs> <laughs> Mississippi State takes on ULL today. Who the fuck is ULL? Mississippi State. I don't even know if I have one for ULL. Can you come up with an Ackerman, Louisiana, Lafayette, Lafayette yeah, University, the Raging Cajuns. There you go. Yeah, we got that one. I think Mississippi. Yes, sir. Beat their ass 56 to 10. You're right about that. You sure are, Mississippi Paul. State looks good, yep. In a big game today, Notre Dame played Vanderbilt. Oh, yeah. Number eight in the country, Notre Dame. Surely they're going to whip the hell out of lowly Vanderbilt. They're never overrated. No, no, no. They're so good, they're probably going to slaughter Vandy. Is that sure. right? Yeah. I mean, if there's two things that Catholics are good at, it's playing football, raping kids. <laughs> I don't agree. <laughs> Well, Paul, that's a bold statement on both your guys' part. Notre Dame. <laughs> Notre Dame wins this game 22 to 17. I'm not wrong. Yeah. You know, Co- Colin, don't you have to uh, volunteer at a, a, a Catholic uh, charity function tomorrow? I do. Uh-huh. I'm going to tell you this right now. At your now. parish? Yes. yes. Okay. I, I, I'm going to tell you this. I feel like every time I watch a, uh, a Notre Dame game, the fact that there are black fellows on the field just strikes me strange when they play for the uh, Notre Dame. I just, I just have this Rudy-esque idea of it where there's like only one black guy on the, on the team because there's only one black Catholic in the entire United States, according to them, in 1950. I was going to say, it is not 1958 anymore, so you can wear your shock down. <laughs> Yeah. Well, like, it's like, again, my, my entire experience with the uh, Notre Dame fighting Irish is from the movie Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> I've not been following them closely. Who was, by the way, offsides. <laughs> yeah. And white. Yes. <laughs> that, yeah. Not for nothing. 
And a, white, hob- and a hobbit. His yeah. white privilege got him that sack. Yeah. Brennan. Also poor officiating. <laughs> All right, Caleb. Anything else? Uh, yeah, we've got we several. We've got off the track. We've got several more here, actually. Yeah, let's, let's go through these speed round uh, style. We've got, <laughs> we've got, uh, Texas A&M played the University of the Last Mohicans. Texas A&M. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll go with that. Uh, terrific. I and I assume it. A&M won that one. <laughs> Four, yeah. 48 to 10. <laughs> All right. Next. <laughs> Got the last one you can beat up. LSU and Auburn. Big game. I think oh, we yeah. all picked LSU in this one. Yeah, and I just want to point out that last week I picked Kentucky to beat Florida, and this week I picked LSU to beat Auburn. Caleb. I know you are Caleb the Greek, but I feel like I'm on a hot streak. I think I'm going to hand the job over to you. I understand that Caleb is not called the Greek because he's good at betting. It's because of his sexual proclivities. I thought it was because of his immense amount of body hair. I make a lot of yogurt. (laughs) Like the the people from There's a lot of reasons. Let's just put that out there. The Mediterranean people are known for their (laughs) back hair, and Caleb looks like he might be. He gets so Indian. I got got a a lot of it, and I eat a lot of olives. Yeah, it fits. All right. Well, LSU won twenty-two to twenty-one. Oh, yeah, those are real happy about that big win. It was real close to the Gators. Nailed it. Our mm-hmm. tiger ate their tiger. <laughs> Death. <laughs> <laughs> we were discussing on here. They called it the Bayou because it runs right by. We you. were discussing before we went on the air, and we are slap happy. If anybody hadn't noticed. Uh, would Ed Ogeron make a good football analyst or not? He can't form words well, that in the English language. Whether or not you need a neck to be a football analyst. Well, that's a big part of the problem because wearing a tie seems to be a part of that job, unless you're Gene Chiswick for some reason. And uh, <laughs> he wears the biggest fucking tie in the world. Yeah, with the knot the size of the dinner uh, dinner plate. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He likes the triple or quadruple Windsors for some reason. <laughs> yeah, sure. he would, likes it when there's only four I'm inches of tie. Gene left. Chiswick to a fight. Yeah, I think uh, he, anybody with that haircut's got to be tough. Yeah. <laughs> be careful. But Ed Ogeron, he doesn't form words, but he is very compelling to listen to. Sure. He has no neck. The Ed Ogeron bot is something I've considered making before. And then the last game was the uh, South Carolina Marshall game, which got canceled because yeah. some pussy hurricane. <laughs> That's right. Named Florence. Yeah, it's, re- it's real wet. Yeah, and so there was no South Carolina game, which, by the way, that reminds me of uh, Colin and Caleb. We had started a uh, knockout fantasy league this sure. year. Survivor League, as they call it. Survivor League for specifically SEC teams, a college football fantasy league. Something, the best to, we can do. something to interact with the fans. Something to Yeah, and we so on, we went on Twitter, suggested that people uh, join up, and we had about a, a little over 30 people, I think, join the league. And uh, the only game, I think, that people chose that uh, – Got them knocked out was Arkansas, including yourself, Colin. I think yes, you are. I am officially out. This this whole knockout survival league was my idea called Brennan up because you know he obviously does all the work. So mm-hmm. show horse called a workhorse and said, "Hey, I got an idea," and uh, it was the survival league. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have done it one week, and I'm officially done. <laughs> That's right, you're out. I'm done. Yeah, Arkansas, fuck big, me. Big props to the guy that picked LSU. Yeah, for sure, Zol. Yeah. yeah. 
It's still a weird pick because LSU is going to win a lot of games easy down the road, and I wouldn't have wanted to. Yeah, pick it's one a, it's a ballsy him. pick, but I'm not sure it really bodes that well for him. Yeah, now LSU's me. gone for him. He can't use yeah. him again. Anyway, moving on, we're we're dragging this segment out. So that that's it. Other than the Missouri game, which obviously we won. What about next week? What's on the uh, What's on the docket? We've got Arkansas and Auburn. Boy, okay, hard to believe that Arkansas will make that competitive. Auburn, yeah, that is a laugher. Auburn's going to. Just destroy them. Destroy them. Yeah. Nothing to talk about here. Yep. Uh, A&M and Alabama are playing this week. I think obviously we got to choose Alabama there. That's just your, that's just your weekly bloodletting. That's right. I hope they score 62 in the first half. Yep. Uh, South Carolina and Vandy going at it. Now this could be a game. This is interesting because people still want to believe they still want to hold on to that Mm -hmm. South Carolina dream, but Vandy could very quickly take a hot steamy shit all over it. I mean, Hot dog water style. I've bet against Vandy twice this year. Hot Didn't dog work. water. Yeah. I'm going with them. All right. It can well. get sloppy down there. Yeah, Vandy looks good. I still um not quite a believer yet. I'm going to go with South Carolina. Okay, one. fair enough. South Carolina. Thank you, Paul. Florida plays Tennessee this week also. Oh, Ooh. battle of the Can they both lose? Is yeah. there some way for that to happen? They can tie. Tennessee sucks. Florida sucks. Who sucks harder? Mm. I think Tennessee will win. Really? I think Florida's going to win. Florida. Florida. Okay, tell me why. I don't have a reason why. It's a shit sandwich versus an enormous douche. I'm going to pick Florida because a Gator would eat a volunteer. Wow. They are a really good football team. That's scientific. I'm going to go with it. I like it. That's what Ed Ogeron would say. Yeah. What are you saying like that? (laughs) (laughs) All right. What else? It's all all SEC games, finally. Ole Miss is playing Kent State, I believe, this week. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I think. And there's some guy named Kent, which is weird. Yeah. yeah. He Pickle was just an office administrator. Mm hmm. Yeah. They named the university after, after him. Ole Miss is going to get healthy on Kent State. Yeah. They're going to get healthy all over him. Ole Miss? Erotic. I'm going to pick Kent. <laughs> I like, I like him. All right. Yeah, he's a good, yeah. He's a good guy. Kent's a freak. It is a word school. Yeah. yeah. This is a good dude. Technically. <laughs> and then, uh, we've got Mississippi State. Mississippi. State and the University of Kentucky playing each other. Yeah, I'm going to go with Mississippi State. They have looked impressive. Yeah, they're good. Mississippi State. They're fantastic. Yeah, I agree with you, Paul. Yeah, that, that's why that's going to go. I, I'm waiting for Kentucky to the inevitable fall off the horse in the yeah. middle of the season where they bump their heads and end up in a wheelchair the rest of their lives. <laughs> okay. And the final game of this next week is LSU playing LT, which I assume that's just uh, Louisiana State University is going to go ahead and play all of Lawrence Taylor's children. <laughs> okay. I like that. <laughs> LSU. <laughs> that would take two football teams. Yeah. I'm glad there is at least one. <laughs> There's like 32 kids and three crack pipes. It's only funny because it's so believable. <laughs> yeah, because he could field a full offense and defense. They're not going to have to play Iron Man. LT's kids. Yeah. And imagine George Farman's kids going up against yeah, LT's yeah. kids. God forbid Sean Kemp get, get in the action. <laughs> I, heard, I heard they're a tough what, what's team. The NFL football player, Cromarty. Yeah. Boy, oh my goodness. It's, they're a real tough team, I heard. You know, they stick a crack pipe in the opposing quarterback's <laughs> pocket and just go after him. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. that would do the job. Yeah. So, LSU on this one, I think. I'm going to go with LSU, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like sound analysis, fellas. Yeah. We nailed it. Yeah. I guess uh, that leaves us the final game, which is Missouri versus Georgia. Oh, boy. I tell you what, I wanted this game, I wanted this to be undefeated because it makes this game important. It makes it fun. Everybody else pretty much has their loss. 
except for Kentucky and Vanderbilt, but you know they're going to, you know, shit the bed. So this is what I wanted, you know, but I just, after watching our defense play tonight, I can't imagine a turn scenario where we win this game. You're right about that. Yeah, fuck you, Paul. Yeah, no, it's, we were never going to win, and after seeing what our defense is, become or is still in the third year period where you don't stand a the longer term implications of this the part that really worries me is like barry odom defensive coordinator becomes head coach and our defense has just been fucking hot dog water since he took over you guys want to guess a score on this one hot dog water i just yeah let's it worries me you know the one thing that we should be doing well he, we just don't do it all i think it could be 51 21 georgia yeah, I I think that sounds about right. I I really want you know some sort of interception for a pick six in the beginning of the game or something to really break Missouri's way and just kind of build their confidence and maybe we take this into the end of the ball game with a close score, sort of like Purdue did us tonight. But uh, it's hard to imagine a scenario where we don't lose somewhere like yeah, fifty twenty five. You know, a halfsies of what they score forty two to thirty Georgia. No. I'll okay. pass on watching the Missouri game. Uh, you will not, Paul. Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. Georgia. Yep. I think we've done it. We we somehow survived and made it all the way around the horn. Okay, guys. It's been a long night. We uh, soldiered on so that we could record this after the football game. Yep. One thing about the 11 o'clock starts gives us a lot more time to podcast. It's a, sure good, thing. It's a good thing the bitches ain't leaving until uh, 6 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell you what. There's a reason I'm loaded. Okay. You know, it's a late game. I've uh, had a lot of time to abuse alcohol. I, uh, I want to do one piece of business before we closed out. Sure. I, I was thinking about how when we send out the number for voicemails, mm-hmm. we never announce it on the show. We just post it on Twitter. But there sure. are probably people who listen to the show who aren't on Twitter. Yeah, weird. And, and get your pencils handy, folks, if that is you. Uh, here is our listener line number. You can call in and leave your own voicemail. It's 314-896-3849. That will get you on the show if you're not a Twitter user and you haven't seen us holler out for those uh, voicemails. Oh, you know we haven't done, Brennan? What's that? We should mention the uh, segment brought to you by MyBookie.com, and that is Caleb the Greeks' mm-hmm. pick of the week. We should we should know what, what happened there. I got hosed this week on the picks of the that week. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> well, how'd you do? I took a bad beat on that Mizzou game. Fucking helmet touchdown. Yeah. Sure. All that shit. Not to mention they should have scored a touchdown at the end instead yeah. of a field yeah. goal. I yeah. don't understand why all these teams that I said to bet on didn't do better. I mean, they, <laughs> they should know that I said this and play yeah. better. Did you get any wins? I got one win. TCU covered that Ohio State. That what's, was this, the, what's the season at? What's the season score right I now? was at five and three before we started this. So you had the win. That's six. Then I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and take four more losses. Ooh, on Oh, rough. Yeah, six and seven. Six and seven. Uh, we'll get you above that Mendoza line soon enough. Yeah, the quarter. I'll give you the quarter. The quarter had two wins, three losses. Oh, so the quarter's not like it's better than you. No, it's not setting the world on fire. No, he's not no. fucking me up by any means. No, but we've sure. got a boxing match going. Oh, yeah. hey guys, there is a, it's a scrap. There is something I should mention. Speaking of mybookie.com, they're adding to their promo. If you sign up with mybookie now, they will match you dollar for dollar. But they're going to add on top of whatever you contribute an additional twenty five dollars if you enter the promo code M I Z. 25. Dollar, so dollar, not just MIZ, but MIZ 25. Then get you 25 extra dollars. Sure. So why don't we go to our final two things we need to do for the day, and that's our awards segment. And I guess the first one we need to give out is the TJ Mo Douche of the Week. Douche of the Week. Guys, do you have any candidates for this prestigious award? 
I'm not really. I mean, Clay Travis's timeline on Twitter is just a fucking abortion. Yeah, Clay Travis Always. is an easy pick. I know we don't we don't like to do just stupid but douchey, but the officials in this game were terrible. How about this? The announcers in the game oh, were fucking terrible. I don't terrible. think anybody's going to fight you on that. Okay. The well, the, one the thing homerism, I noticed was, the homerism and the Big Ten network and officiating was yeah, absolutely that, ridiculous. That one announcer was a Kansas grad, played they, quarterback yeah, for Kansas. They literally, they didn't even try to hide it. It wasn't just homerism, Colin. They were confused about who was playing in the game. Sure. They called Purdue's offensive coordinator, Derek Dooley. This is Purdue's announcers. Yeah, they called, didn't a, know they they called the, Emmanuel Did you guys Hall, notice that Therese everybody... Hall. Yeah. Everybody on Purdue's team was last name was Purdue. And that yeah. was lucky. Uh, that, you, made, that made their job easy. Cheap jerseys. You know why that is, right? Because their fucking coach was like, you play for the name on the front of the jersey, not the name on the back of the jersey. So well, they, I got a would, solution. I'll just put every, Purdue on the back of everybody's jersey. Just don't put anything. He wouldn't use a shitty, stupid coaching coach cliche go. like that, would he? Yeah. yeah. Just put... Just don't put any name if you're going to do that dumb shit. Like the Yankees, you don't see the last names. But there's a reason why the last name is on the shirt, because I'd like to know who the fuck is playing. You yeah, know, sure. I'd like to have a, a clue as yeah. to who made that tackle or who mm-hmm. caught that ball. But instead, Purdue did it all. Yeah, the ridiculous railroad tracks going down the front of their helmets don't tell you that. <laughs> That's right. I, again, for the second time this season, I feel like we just played a minor league baseball team. Yeah. Hey, go fighting guys who make trains with your railroad track helmets. Fuck those guys. All right. So just going to say the announcer's douche of the week? Sure. Why not? Boom. Now for the far more prestigious award, we've named this trophy after something luxurious, magnificent, something that I don't think we've ever seen the likes of since. Spun gold, Brennan. Spun yeah, the great gold. Kurt Farmer. Curls and silken hair. I and instantly become too messy anytime I think about it. Now it's time for Kurt Farmer's hair. Where are the Yeah, game? we should mention he's a former quarterback for Armazoo Tigers. Former quarterback. Terrible, Kurt terrible football player. Luxurious and gorgeous hair. Pantene, eat your heart out. But who do you think in this game earned that title? This is a tough one, I think. Obviously, Drew Locke had the big numbers, as he always does. But I don't know if he's the, necessarily the player of the game. You know, it can't be Emmanuel Hall. Who else played consistent enough to get it, though? That's Round really tree? it's not Roundtree. Roundtree had 168 yeah, yards. Yeah, Roundtree was good. Roundtree was good, yeah. but Roundtree frustrated me awfully in this game. Yeah. For instance, when Drew Locke got called for the uh, oh intentional grounding. intentional grounding, if Roundtree would just have finished his route, it wouldn't have been intentional grounding. It drove me crazy. And Roundtree tree continues to miss holes continues to take the wrong angle he's frustrating well the player of the game for me is the dumb fuck that dropped the pass for purdue in the end zone no that's <laughs> purdue by the way is fighting this still right now they don't think that call should have been overturned no i, I saw the tweets but, but uh yeah he dropped it yeah Locke was strong. I think he's obviously probably the leader Listen, in the I'm, clubhouse. I'm not. I'm not going to build a, a nobody statue on to, defense. I'm not going to build a statue to uh, Locke this week, but he's the only guy that played the whole game and had a direct like hand on the rudder for us winning. You can't say Emmanuel Hall is out for half the game. You know, Roundtree and Beatty both shared snaps, though both had good games. Mm-hmm. And the only guy who was on the field the entire time and contributed was Locke, and he threw a shitty interception towards the end of the game, but he, on the, on the overall, had a pretty Give good... Give it to old ball coach Barry for his time management. Yeah. <laughs> for not being Purdue. How about yeah. that? How about just not burning almost a minute off the clock for no fucking reason? <laughs> Should is, we, that a, is that does that get you an award? Maybe. Should we just give it to the Golden Boy? Sure. Drew Locke. You're the Kurt Farmer's hair player of the week for week three. Congratulations. Yeah, good job, Drew. Nicely done. All right. We got Georgia next week, folks. So, uh, gird your loins because it's going to be something. <laughs>
We'll have a midweek show. We'll yeah. get into all of it. That's right. We're, we're, uh, we're up. in the, I feel like we're in the thick of it now. We're in yeah, we the sure mid-season swing right now. Yeah, we're 70. That's why the show's right so damn good. It is thick. It is thick. All right, guys. Let's get the fuck out of here. It's late. We are slap happy. We're and slap drunk. happy and super drunk. It's time to sleep one off and celebrate a win. M-I-Z-Z-O-U. Go Tigers! If a guy eats pussy but he's really slow about it, would you call him a box turtle? The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery.